What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? That's the words that I want to leave with you for a little while this afternoon. This this question that Pilate uttered, and in, in uttering that question, he indicates to us something of the dilemma that was going on in his own heart and in his own thought and mind at that very time. The Lord Jesus Christ has been brought before him. The Jews have one desire, and that is that Pilate would give sentence against him because it was not in the Jews' uh, power to put anyone to death. They did bring Christ before their council, and they condemned him to death, but they did not have the power to execute that sentence. Only Jesus Christ, only Pilate could exercise that uh, execute that sentence on Jesus Christ and therefore the Jews have brought Pilate to the Lord Jesus and they want Pilate to pass the sentence of death but these words indicate to us that Pilate just wasn't all that ready to side with the Jews initially and it indicates to us that there was something of a dilemma in Pilate's heart as Jesus Christ has come before him. And here he is expressing it in these words. What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? But those words are applicable to us all in the gospel. Every one of us are in the same dilemma. We're in the same dilemma. You and I have to answer the same question. What are we going to do with Jesus Christ? It's an all-important question. Oh, it's, we could say it's a, it's a pivotal question because this is the question that settles our eternal destiny. Where we will be when our days are done in this world and where we will be for all of eternity. Our days are numbered in this world and however few or many they are, days or years that we might have, they're numbered. But what about a never-ending eternity? What about those eons of eternity and where we will be in heaven or in hell? And whether we are in heaven or whether we are in hell is not determined on the type of individual that you are. Doesn't even It's not even determined by the fact that you might go to church on a Sunday. It's determined what you will do with Jesus Christ and what I will do with Jesus Christ. And that's why this is a pivotal question. Well, I would suggest to you that it's a very personal question as well. Nobody else can answer for you. Nobody could answer for Pilate. That's indicated even in the words that he employed. What shall I do? He said, what shall I do? He had heard what the crowd wanted to happen. But here it is very personally. What is Pilate going to do himself? It's a personal question and this afternoon it is indeed that personal question that I want to address to each one of us. What will we do with Jesus Christ as we think about it and as it will determine our eternal destiny of whether we are in heaven or in hell? I would suggest to you as well that it is a very pre pressing question. It's not something we can delay. It's too important 
for that. It settles our eternal destiny and we do not know the moment that we will be taken out into God's eternity. Therefore it is not something that we can postpone to another time and leave off and give little regard to and say, well, I'll think about it when I'm older or I'll think about it when I'm about to die. We're not guaranteed any of those two things. No one is guaranteed that they'll grow older. No one's guaranteed that they will have a deathbed to think about eternity and to make preparation with God. It's a pressing question now. And Pilate even said that. What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? And the import of those words is that he had to make his decision there and then. There was no putting off of the matter. Men and women, there's no putting off the matter either. When we come to think about the well-being of our soul and our eternal destiny. It's a pressing question. It's something that needs to be addressed today. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And may we indeed address the matter now. And if you do not know Christ as Saviour, then it's our prayer that you would come to know him today. Whom to know is life eternal. But there's some things that I want to draw to your attention here as we think about this dilemma that Pilate faced. I want you, first of all, to consider the call of truth to Pilate. The call of truth to Pilate. Because in those moments as he's sitting upon the judgment seat and as Jesus Christ is brought before him and as Pilate is pondering this question, what is he going to do with Jesus Christ? There are some things that he was confronted with. Well, first of all, he was confronted with the witness of Jesus Christ himself. In those earlier verses there in Matthew chapter 27, you will find reference to the Saviour speaking to Pilate and what the Lord Jesus had to say to him. In fact, they spoke about the subject of the truth and also Pilate asked him the question, Are you the King of the Jews? And the Lord Jesus answered, Thou sayest, Thou sayest. He did not disagree. He indicated to Pilate that he was indeed the King of the Jews. And what a witness it was to Pilate in those moments when he examined Jesus Christ and spoke to Jesus Christ. And does that not make this question all the more remarkable then? When we read of it, what shall I do then with Jesus which is called Christ? Do you notice what Pilate had to say in the question? He didn't just say, what shall I do with Jesus? He said, what shall I do with Jesus, which is called Christ? Pilate had already learned that much, that Jesus Christ was the Messiah, that he was the, that he was the Christ who was standing before him, not just Jesus of Nazareth, but Jesus the Christ. Pilate had that witness of the truth to him in those few moments that he was speaking to the Lord Jesus and surely that ought to have made Pilate then decide for Christ. And he didn't. And there is the witness of the truth 
of the word of God today. Because that is how Jesus Christ bears witness to each one today. We come under the influence of the word of God. We come into contact with the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as you come into contact with the word of God, whether it's preached, whether it's read to you, whether somebody gives you a gospel track, whether somebody witnesses to you and tells you of your need of the Savior, there is a witness to your heart. There is a call that comes to you to decide for Christ and to come to know the Savior. And may you indeed heed the word of God today as it would come to you. But there's also the witness of Pilate's own conscience as he faces this dilemma. What, am I, what is he going to do with Jesus Christ? There's a witness within. It tells us that Pilate knew there was no fault in Christ. He also detected that it was out of envy that the Jews had delivered him. Pilate was able to discern that. He had enough wisdom he had enough understanding as a judge among the Jews to understand when it was that the Jews had delivered somebody up, not because they had committed real offences, but rather because of envy. And Pilate was able to detect that. And it says there in those earlier verses in Matthew 27 that he knew that. He knew in his own soul that what the Jews charged Jesus Christ with was not true. And his reply not only once, but more than once, more than twice, even more than three times, Pilate bore witness to Jesus Christ that he was faultless. I find no fault in this man. And that was the witness of Pilate's own conscience to Jesus Christ. And that ought to have made Pilate to decide for Christ and is there not a witness in our hearts that would tell us to decide for Christ? We find no fault in him. There is no fault. There are no flaws in Christ. There's no reason to reject him and turn away from him. Rather, the very opposite. There's every reason today, my friend, to come to know him as our Savior. He is the one who is the friend of sinners. He is the one who loved sinners and came into this world to seek them out and to save them. There's every reason to come to Christ. And when that question comes this day to your heart, what will you do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? I trust there's a witness within that will tell you it's time to come to Christ. It's time to decide for the Lord Jesus. Come to know him. But there's another witness that spoke to Pilate as well. When we think about this call of truth to his heart, as he faces this dilemma, what's he going to do with Jesus Christ? The Bible tells us about the intervention of his closest companion in life, his own wife. His wife intervened in this most strange and significant of cases that ever came before Pilate. She sent Pilate word, it tells us. And her word to Pilate was, 
have nothing to do with this just man. Have nothing to do with condemning him. Is what she meant. She had already made up her mind on the matter. And she sent word to her husband. Which was a most unusual thing for someone to do. To intervene like this in a court case. But nevertheless she sent word to her husband. And she told Pilate. Have nothing to do in condemning this just man. His wife had come to the conclusion that he was a just man. And therefore she pleaded with her husband not to have any part in condemning him. And are there not times when those who are close to us bear witness to us about the truth? Maybe even our closest companions in life have spoken to us about our need of the Saviour our need to get right with God our need to come to know Christ as Saviour maybe even today that is the case that somebody has spoken to you somebody has said to you about your need of the Saviour well my friend I trust you'll decide for Christ and you'll come to know him whom to know is life eternal There's a call of truth that comes to your heart today, even as it did to Pilate. But I want you also in the second place to consider here, as Pilate faces this dilemma, I want you to think about the cry of the crowd. The cry of the crowd. This is not a private matter. It might be a very personal matter, but it's not a private matter. And there's a difference. Because there's a crowd that's waiting on Pilate's decision. They won't come into the judgment hall. They're standing without. But there is a baying mob outside the judgment hall. And there Pilate sits within examining this prisoner. And in this dilemma that he's facing, what is he going to do with Jesus Christ? I'm sure he must have heard the crowd. How could he not? He was only a short distance away from them. He might have been inside a building and they outside. But he must have heard the crowd as it cried out and called for Pilate to make his decision known. As he addressed this all-important question... What was he going to do with Jesus which is called Christ? And that reminds you and I as well that when we are confronted with the gospel and when we are confronted with the claims of Jesus Christ and what are we going to do with him? That there's competing cries. There's competing cries. It's not a It's not a matter that we are left alone to decide and to consider. It's not something that we are able to do that with. Because just like Pilate, there's that which will clamour in our ear for our attention. And what a clamour there was of the crowd. They've already made their mind up. They want Jesus Christ to be crucified. That's how they want Pilate to decide. What's he going to do with Jesus? They want him crucified. 
And that's the decision that they want Pilate to come to as well. And there is that cry that goes up. Let him be crucified. Let him be crucified. They cried away with him. Away with him. We will not have this man to reign over us. That was their cry. And Pilate feared the crowd. He feared the crowd. He wanted to be popular. And today there's many people who want to be popular. And as a result of wanting to be popular, it keeps them back from coming to know Jesus Christ. I trust that you are not one of those individuals. That you wouldn't have a desire to be popular and that desire keep you back from Christ. And yes, it it means you have to bear reproach at times to own Jesus Christ as your Saviour. This world, by and large, despises Christ and has rejected him. And there is a price to pay at times in popularity if we're going to stand with Jesus Christ. But do not let that keep you back from coming to know him. Do not let that rob you today of eternity in heaven. Do not let that take you down to hell. A desire to be popular, what will that What good will that do you in hell if you wanted to be popular in life and you turned away from Jesus Christ and you decided against him? Well, that's what Pilate did. Pilate listened to the crowd. He knew what they wanted. He could hear their cry. He actually came out and spoke to them, trying to reason with them and to persuade them, but to no avail. And finally he gave in to the crowd and he gave Jesus Christ up to be crucified. But there's something else here as well that clamoured for his attention and also played a part in the decision that he made and that was career. That was the call of career. You see, when the Jews, when the Jews realised that Pilate was halting between two opinions, and here he is on the horns of this dilemma, how is he going to decide? They knew what buttons to press, and the Jewish leaders got the crowd, the crowd to cry out, "You're no friend of Caesar if you let him go." You're no friend of Caesar. We're accusing him of treason. We're accusing him of undermining not only the Roman government, but Caesar himself. And if you let him go, you're no friend of Caesar. Well, Pilate depended on his position, for Caesar had given it to him. And Caesar could take away just what he gave And Pilate feared that. And therefore the call of career and the position that he occupied influenced him in his decision. What is he going to do with Jesus Christ? Pilate is going to let career decide it. And are there not many people like that today as well? They let their career come before 
the Christ of God. They let their career make their decision as to whether they'll own Christ and come to know him as their saviour. And they choose their career over Christ. Well, Pilate is that man. And here he is facing this dilemma. And what side is he going to come down upon? Is he going to release Jesus Christ? Or is he going to condemn him to death? This is the clinching argument in Pilate's mind. This is what's going to make the decision for him. In the final analysis. Because as soon as he heard that cry. Pilate made up his mind. As soon as he heard those words coming echoing in through the doors. Into the judgment hall. You're no friend of Caesar. Pilate decided what he was going to do. How tragic. How tragic that such a thing happened to Pilate. That he let the crowd. And he let his career prospects determine what he was going to do with Jesus Christ. I trust today you will not do that. If you're under the sound of this drive-in service today and you're not saved, then my friend, do not let anything hinder you from coming to Christ. Cast everything aside and come to the Saviour and have done with whatever it is that will hold you back. Your eternal destiny is at stake. There's one final thing I want you to consider As we think about Pilate here in this dilemma. I want you to consider his connivance. And how he tried to remove his guilt. He tried to to remove his guilt. Pilate is infamous for the, the washing of his hands. The calling for the basin of water. And the washing of his hands, trying to remove the guilt of what he had done. He knew the significance of what he was doing. He did not decide against Jesus Christ unbeknown and somehow deceived into this. Pilate knew. Pilate knew what he was doing. And here he is seeking to take away his guilt. But you can't take away the guilt of rejecting Christ like that. Nothing is going to remove the guilt of Pilate's rejection. Nothing whatsoever. No amount of washing is ever going to take away the guilt of Christ's rejection. Nothing will remove that stain from Pilate on or from you or I. If we reject Jesus Christ. There's a verse of scripture over in the Old Testament that's very applicable to to Pilate. It's found in the book of Jeremiah chapter 2 and it's verse 22. And it says there, For though thou wash thee with nitre and take thee much soap, yet thine iniquity is marked before me. If there's ever an individual in scripture that those words apply to, it's Pilate. And there's the Lord saying to those in Jeremiah's day, you can take all the soap you want. You'll never wash away your guilt. You'll never wash away your sin. And no amount of 
contrivance on Pilate's part will ever remove the guilt of his sin. And you see, that's the seriousness today of what we do with Jesus Christ, my friend. Nothing and no one else can take away the guilt of our sins. Only Jesus Christ can do that. And that's why you need to come to him. That's why I need to come to him and know him as our saviour. Because Christ alone can cleanse us and wash us from our sins. And I trust today that you will step out on the side of Christ. You will not try to come up with some scheme and to think that somehow you know better than the Word of God when it tells you to be to be born again and come to know the Saviour. Oh, do not contrive like Pilate did to try to wash away your guilt. It will not do. You need to come to Christ and to come to him alone. And I trust today that you you indeed will do just that. What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? You need to come to him. You need to trust him as your saviour. And may you come today. Come and be saved. Come to Christ. I trust the Lord will bless his word to your heart.